You're listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast, episode 53. While most college students are crafting their resumes, applying for jobs, and stressing about the unknown of post-grad life, Samantha is busy growing her business that she started at just 16 years old. Not many 21-year-olds know what they want to do with their life, but Samantha has always been focused on being an entrepreneur with astounding clarity and purpose. I love hearing about other young women starting their businesses because I didn't have enough of those stories in my life when I was that age. It's inspiring to see other young women following their dreams and embracing a more non-traditional path for themselves. It was so fun chatting with another Augusta native, and I think you're really going to be inspired by Samantha's passion, gumption, and fresh perspective on being a young entrepreneur. You're listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast, a podcast all about inspiring female creative entrepreneurs, their stories, experiences, and life lessons. Hear from women working in creative industries who are breaking the rules and doing things their way. Learn from their challenges, struggles, failures, and successes, and get an inside look at their top tools and resources that help them along the way. Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Hustlenomics podcast. I'm your host, Katie, and today I am so excited to be talking with Sammy Atkinson, and she is a artist, graphic designer, and a college student based in Augusta, where I'm from. So, Sammy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Absolutely. So I'd love to hear more about you know yourself, your background, and everything that you're doing right now. Yeah. So I'm 21. I am in college and kind of in that peak phase of you know deciding what you want to do with your life and actually acting on it. I'm an artist of many mediums for many years. For as long as I can remember, I've been doing art. Currently, I'm marketing myself as a graphic designer. I work part-time um, for myself and part-time for a social media marketing company based here in Augusta called Brightworks Media. And I'm in the middle of relaunching my brand, The Art Studio Collective, that um, I have been running for five years. Wow. So you started when you were 16 then? Yeah. That's amazing. That's pretty young to start your own business. So you know, you, you mentioned before we jumped on that you were homeschooled. Did you always kind of know like that you wanted to be your own boss and have your own business? Yeah. So from as long as I can remember, when people would ask me, you know, what I wanted to do when I would grow up, or like when I grew up, I would say an artist because like, that's always what I've loved to do. And like, when you're, you know, five or six years old, and like, you know, early 2000s, you don't really realize that like, you can be an artist and like work as a creative director for like a large firm or something like that. So you like, Mm -hmm. it was just kind of always my mindset that I would be doing it on my own. And I don't really know what I like expected to come from that. I guess I like saw like a studio with canvases everywhere and, you know, paint everywhere, but it's kind of changed, you know, your mindset kind of changes over the years. And um, I've created, you know, what I have going now. So it started when I was 16 and kind of like fell into my lap a little bit. My church had a missions trip they were going on that summer. And um, I wanted to go and I needed some way to raise funds and I could paint. So I was like, well, let me just do this. So I started as a commissioned artist when I was 16 years old to fund that trip. And I haven't stopped. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. Were your parents like, a little bit surprised or they kind of expect this out of you <laughs> or what was the reaction like? Yeah, like they've they've been so supportive and like I can't thank them enough for that. My mom has always been a creative hobbyist. So I guess I kind of watched her growing up. You know, she would do little things here and there for friends or, you know, 
people she knew. And I, I think they just kind of understood it too, that I always wanted to be an artist. So I don't really think it was that much of a surprise when it kind of like fell into our laps, but they just kind of took it in stride and they've always been like willing to help me do whatever I needed to get done. And, you know, I've had my dad help helping me cut wood at like, you know, late at night to finish a project or, you know, like my first mural project that I did, my dad and my brother were there helping me set up um, like scaffolding because it was on a really tall wall. And, you know, so my family has always been really supportive and I'm really thankful for that. That's awesome. I always love to hear that. Some people are not so lucky and I'm the same way. I have a very supportive family. So it's always nice to hear those stories. Definitely. And so you started out as a painter and now you've gone into graphic design. Talk to me about how you kind of navigated that and what that journey was like. Are you still doing both? I am kind of still doing both. Being in school right now doesn't really allow me a ton of time to be able to like paint things. So most of my work, especially like commissioned work that I take on focuses on like graphic design and things that I can kind of do from anywhere. So I started out painting and like I never... I was never the type of person that was like, oh, I want to paint landscapes and portraits and things like that. My favorite things to paint were always letters, words, you know, quotes, song lyrics, things like that. So after I started doing that when I was 16, I kind of started teaching myself hand lettering, which is, you know, different forms of fonts and things like that painted or drawn by hand. And then from there, I started doing calligraphy and did that for a little while. And so then from there, like the, the market right now kind of encourages you to digitize everything you know so if you make one piece of art you can sell it multiple times if you digitize it you know rather than having an original piece of art so I learned how to digitize my art and I like taught myself everything I do is self-taught so I taught myself how to do that and I kind of fell in love with graphic design and felt like I'd kind of found my thing that like I had always been trying to find so I've always had like I've always had an eye for design and like packaging and, you know, like marketing things and, you know, ads and things like that. I've always had an eye for that sort of thing. And so when I kind of like married my art and my hand lettering and everything with graphic design and learning that sort of thing, it really just felt like I'd found my place. So that's that. That's how I got here. (laughs) That's interesting. Sounds like you've kind of got a finger on the pulse of what the industry is looking for and kind of, you know, what you need to do to keep up. How do you learn all that? Is it through college, through your own research? I would say most of my like market knowledge and like kind of what's going on comes from social media. Honestly, Instagram is my favorite of all social media networks. And while social media gets a bad rap a lot of times for the crazy petty things that come up and kind of get drugged through the mud, it really can be a really great place to learn about other people and other cultures and what's going on in different places of the world, both in a cultural perspective and in like a industry perspective. So I really stay in tune with Instagram and just finding other people who are doing things that catch my attention and really paying attention to those things. Pinterest is another thing that like I pull a lot of my inspiration and knowledge from. And then um, the Rising Tide Society as well. I am the co-leader of our like local Rising Tide group. But for the past three years, um, I, I just came into the leadership role. So for two years, I was just a member and then now I'm a leader. So in those three years, I've learned a lot and a lot about what being a business owner is and how to run your business and market 
knowledge and things like that from that group. Yeah, the Rising Tide Society is a favorite around here. That's actually how I met, I'd say, 95% of my guests. So (laughs) I'm a huge fan of that. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful platform. And you mentioned social media, like with anybody in a creative or visual business, it's, you know, it's a daily part of your life. And, you know, it's a big part of your business. But also just scrolling and looking at other business owners, especially people in your industry can kind of be overwhelming sometimes a little bit of an emotional burden like oh you know what are they doing why am I not doing that that kind of back and forth do you struggle with that and if so how do you kind of keep yourself centered away from that negativity like you mentioned earlier yeah um I think everybody struggles with that in you know in waves I think and there are definitely times when I'm you know more stressed than others and I'm I get frustrated with myself because I'm not as far along as you know somebody else or they're doing things that I want to do and I can't do them, or I don't have the customer base that they do or things like that. But my whole like rebrand has kind of come out of a season of being like kind of frustrated with where I was at Mm -hmm. and deciding that it wasn't worth it if I wasn't doing what I loved and if I wasn't enjoying it. And so I've kind of developed this mindset of do what you love and nothing less. And if you're doing nothing less than what you love, then you're doing those things that set your soul on fire. And if you're actively pursuing that, then you won't have time to compare yourself to somebody else, you know, and if you're actively like pursuing the things you want to do and checking those goals off, you know, even if maybe you don't have the biggest like follower base or anything like that. But if you're doing those things, people will eventually take notice. If you're doing everything that you possibly can that's within your control, then it'll pay off eventually and people will start to take notice. But it's it's not worth it if you're just doing it to prove to other people. But if you're doing it because of it's what you love, then you know everything else will fall into place. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great perspective and way of looking at it. And you mentioned your rebrand. What was it about that you were doing before that that kind of signaled to you that it was time for a change? Well, okay. So for the past, I guess, year and a half, maybe, I'd kind of been focusing on calligraphy and like wedding, the, the wedding industry, thinking that that's where like my money could be made or, you know, thinking that that's where I could fit in. And my major at the time was business with, like, I was going to transfer and get a de- degree in communications because, again, I figured that's where I could fit and make money. And I pursued those things. Think, you know, you start off in college and you think like, oh, this is what I love to do, but will it make me money in the long run? And you focus on something that you can use your talents on and you can, you know, get a degree that's worth something. But then I found myself kind of being miserable with it and it wasn't what I loved and it wasn't, it wasn't bringing me joy and it was bringing me more frustration than it was worth. And my mom, like we were just kind of sitting one day and like I was just about in tears, like frustrated with everything that was going on. And she looked at me and she was like, well, if, if this isn't like what you want to do, then why are you doing it? And it was just a real like light bulb moment for me, like why was I doing it? You know, it wasn't worth it for me to put all of my time and energy and like eventually just get frustrated and burnt out with it. And so I found myself like in my business doing projects that I could do and like had the creative ability to do, but it wasn't what I love to do. And so it really made me like focus and decide what like 
what things I should cut out and what things I should keep and maybe what things I should add to what I already had going, you know? So I decided to rebrand and focus on the graphic design thing, like side of things. Um, I changed my major to Bachelor of Fine Arts. And since like deciding that and like going for what I'd always wanted to do, like in the beginning, it's been so freeing. And so like, I felt so much more inspired since then. And so that really makes me feel like I'm on the right track and like finally doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I think that's so refreshing to hear like, you know, you're, you're still pretty young in your early twenties and still in school and you were able to have that realization and that self-reflection to know that it was time to make that change. Do you think the community around you and the rising tide society and all those other people played a part in you having that ability to kind of look at what you're doing and decide it was time to move on? Yeah, like I think so. Like I said, my parents have always been super supportive and my mom was, you know, the one that kind of made that light bulb go off. I think everyone around me, I have a really strong friend base as well. And like they are super supportive of like everything I do artistically. And they were there to like, be like, this is what you love to do. And like, well, we'll support you in those things if you pursue them, you know? And with the knowledge that I have and with the connections that I have like through Rising Tide, I don't think a rebrand was as scary as maybe some people think it would be. But again, I felt like the work that it would take to to rebrand everything and to like kind of change my focus for everything in my life was worth it to be doing something that I love. And I really like I found that as I'm going through this rebrand process, it's worth it because it's it's finally what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's always exciting. <laughs> and I get excited when I do stuff like that in my business. So you did say that you have like a really great friend base, which is awesome. But I'm sure their experience is a little bit different than yours if they're maybe going a more traditional route, getting a job after college and you're working on building your business. So what's that like, <laughs> you know, as a 21 year old trying to get ready to be a business owner? Yeah, so it's... It is different, but it's, I think it's good to be able to see the different sides of things. So like I have, my best friend is in college right now getting a like English degree. So like she's a little bit creative, a little bit intellectual, if you will, you know, and so I see kind of those two sides with her. So she gets the creative side of things, but also the you know, the intellectual, the, I guess, left-brained or right-brained or however that goes side of things. And then my other friend just got her master's degree in accounting. So she's totally the brains of like the friend group, you know? So I have both sides and they have, I have kind of um, a range of age groups too. So we go from 21 to, I think like 26, 25, 26. So kind of we're close together in our place in life, but we're also kind of in different places. And that's great because like you get those different points of views. And like I I once heard someone say to build your like perfect community around you, you need someone in front of you in life to like lead you along, someone with you in life to walk with you through things and someone behind you in life that you can help and lead forward. And that's been like a really eye-opening way to look at things, I think. And I have that kind of around me. I have all three of those people, those, you know, roles filled in my life. And I'm super thankful for them because I have those people that are with me and that I can vent to and like they're with me to like walk through things with me. And then I have the people ahead of me that I can go to and be like, 
hey, I don't know what to do here. What advice do you have? Or what do you think I should do? Or what's your take on this situation? Um, both in my personal life and in my business. And that's really been helpful. Yeah, I really like that. I'm going to have to remember that because it, it does kind of put things in perspective in a nice way. Yeah. I that a lot. So have you started on the process of the legal side, I guess, of, you know, getting your business license and all that stuff? Or is that on the on deck for after you graduate? Yeah. So that's kind of um, maybe not after I graduate, more like the new year. So mm-hmm. that's kind of in the first quarter of 2019, things I want to nail down and make sure that's all taken care of from, you know, legal sides of things. Yes. That was one of the most difficult part. The legal and the financial part was something that I knew nothing about and had to go to a thousand different resources. Do you have someone helping you along? Are you doing your own research? What's that like? I've done my own research, which I think I just got more confused when I did it. (laughs) Same. Um, But my my friend that's an accountant, um, she knows a lot of that sort of legal side of things. So she's willing to like sit down and kind of help me and talk me through those things and like tell me what paperwork I need to fill out and, you know, which things I have to do. And then when the company I work for part-time, Brightworks Media, is owned by a friend of mine who it's his business. You know, he started it. And so I've worked really closely with him. And so he's kind of, he's that role that's like ahead of me in life, you know, and he gets the whole creative business owner sort of thing. And from the legal side of things, you know, he's kind of given me pointers on like, what I need to do next and like things I need to make sure are like nailed down, you know, and having my ducks in a row and everything. So that's good. Those are two good friends to have. (laughs) That's always good. That's definitely good. Yeah. YouTube and Google have been my two friends that I've had to go to, (laughs) but you know, it's, it's always nice to have people in your life who can give you some advice like that. And so what's your, your plans for the future? When do you graduate? So I'll graduate, um, 2022, I think as long as I don't throw any other wrenches into the plan or anything before then. And so what's the vision for your company moving forward? I would love to just continue kind of growing my graphic design sort of thing. Obviously, you know, at this point in your life, you kind of start to think about, you know, like settling down in a few years, you know, like what's the future going to look like? Getting married, having kids, and how do you plan for that with having a business? You want to be able to work for yourself and do what you love, but then you also want to be able to take time off every now and then. And so you want something that is reliable to be able to, you know, pay the bills, things like that. And then also something that is, I guess, successful enough that it can kind of keep running if you need to take a few days off, you know, to spend with your family or something like that. Um, So I would love to see, I would love to see it get to the point where, um, like I have maybe a few like bigger design clients or things like that. Or honestly, like I wouldn't mind working for a bigger firm, but I would still love to be able to keep my business on the side and going in, in some aspect because working for a big company is great. And it, you know, it's that steady income, you know, steady job sort of thing. But when you have your own business, it's so personal and it's more than just what it is on the surface, a graphic design company. It's infused with all of those little personal details that make it community of sorts. So I would love to see this stick around in some way or form for a long time. You know, the more women I talk to in their business, the more I hear that they do want to have a family and be a a business owner and that we can have both and it can all work out. And so that's interesting to hear thinking years ahead that that's what you're planning for. That's exactly what what I did. So what are some things that, what are some of your favorite things that you designed? Do you do logo work? Yeah. 
So for kind of like hands-on, you know, original art, I guess, like I said, I did my first um, mural earlier this year for a new coffee shop that just opened called Rooted Coffee House. And that's one of my like proud moments, you know, and it's pretty heavily photographed thanks to Instagram. And I love like scrolling through Instagram and all of a sudden I'll see it from somebody that I like don't know at all. But it's cool because that's my work. I love seeing that. And then I love designing packaging. So I actually met someone through the Rising Tide Society who was just kind of getting her business off the ground and needed some new labels for one of her products. And so I helped her with that. And we kind of, you know, discussed a few different concepts and then carried it all the way through. And she sent me um, a video of the labels actually after she got them back from the printer, like just twirling the bottle so you could see all of the angles of the label. And that was one of those like proud moments to see it. It was a design idea in my head and it came to life and like, there it is. So that's one of my like favorite projects, I think. Very cool. Yeah, that is exciting. So do you have any dreams of ever building up a team or is this going to be a a one woman show? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would, I think it's crazy for me to like even think about, you know, having a team one day, but I would definitely say I would love to have a team. I feel like sometimes I find myself, you know, in Instagram captions and things like that, calling my business a we instead of a me. And so I think I kind of have that like big dream in my head, but it's so far from like actually coming to fruition that it seems crazy to me. But I would love to have like a creative team of people working, you know, social media or helping me design things or like a creative team of we can spitball ideas off of each other and come together to create things for our clients. I would love to see that one day. Yeah, I actually do the same thing on on social media. I say the we thing and I didn't even like realize that might be something in my head that is saying, hey, here's an idea for the future. But Yeah, I, I think a lot of people do it and like it's not that big of a deal to people. I just think they do it and like don't think about it like, oh yeah, my business is a we, me, myself and I. But I don't know, every time I do it, I just stop myself and I'm like, but I'm not a we, it's just me. But I would love to see it actually be a we one day. <laughs> And so you, you're doing a, you know, a couple of different things. You're painting, doing the graphic design, all that. What is your marketing strategy and how do you go about finding those clients that you're really excited to work with? So right now I'm pretty much solely focusing on the graphic and product design side of things like marketing wise. I'm continuing to share my like mural projects that I've done in the past, but I'm not pushing them as hard. So mural design kind of I kind of get those jobs pretty much by word of mouth. So if I hear of a new business opening, I might contact them or I have another friend who actually is a mural painter. Like that's pretty much all she does in the area. And if she's like super busy, she'll send people my way. And I love like having that ability to still be able to go pick up a paintbrush and make something hands-on. But as far as marketing right now, I think just getting ready for the launch and you know, adding graphic design, like fully to my repertoire of things that I do. Like I'm pretty much just focusing on marketing that so people know that that's what I'm doing now. Okay. And so what is your launch going to look like? Are you doing a new website? Yeah. So I'm pretty much getting a whole new feel for my brand. Um, I've created a new logo. I'm in the process of finishing up my new website. I'm more refined with like a mission statement and like core values and things like that, that really focusing on like the details of what makes a brand, you know, so I have like a a actual like color code guide for all of my brand things. And I'm really trying to, you know, keep with that and make like my social media feed cohesive and everything. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what 
the process of the rebrand is looking like right now. Awesome. Well, I'm going to have you give everybody where they can find you and stuff like that. But before we do that, do you have any books or podcasts or courses or Instagram profiles, anything out there that's been inspiring to you, has helped you in your business journey that you would recommend to listeners? I think just like the rising tide has to be like my biggest one as a whole. They have, you know, their like blog and things like that that you can learn from and then really get invested in your like local Tuesdays Together group if you have one near you. I'm not just saying that because I'm the co-leader now, but I really believe in this group. And like, that's the reason I became a co-leader because I believe in it. And I saw how much benefit it added to like myself and my business. I first joined the group when I was like 17 and I was a timid young teenager. I had a dream and a passion for creativity. And that group nurtured me and helped me grow as a person and as a business owner and taught me things that I didn't even know I needed to learn, you know, about running a business. So things like that and like the knowledge behind it and the community that it has, it's irreplaceable to creating a business and growing your business. And I remember leaving my first meeting and saying, those are my people. And it's completely different than any other like business networking group or anything like that. It's really a community of people that I know are there to help bounce ideas off of each other and and grow their businesses to be the best that they can be and to be those those dream businesses that we all start out wanting to have. So I would just say find your community wherever that is and really listen to what they have to say, learn with them, grow with them and you know, it takes a village. And that's just, I think that's the biggest thing is that we want to do all this on our own, but sometimes we have to ask for help. And sometimes it's not even asking for help. It's just letting other people be there with you along the ride. Yes, 100%. And like I said earlier, I owe so much to that group. That's where I've met most of my guests. And even if you don't feel comfortable attending their um, in-person events, the the online community, if you're just not ready for the in-person, but you want to be part of something, the online community is great as well. So there's different levels, which I think is nice for some people who might not be quite there yet. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, you're doing your big launch and your rebrand and all that. So I would love if you could share how everybody can find you and follow all the amazing things you're going to be doing in the future. Yeah. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Instagram is probably the place where you'll see the most going on. um, And that is Art Studio Collective. And from there, you can find links to my website, um, all my other social media sites, and also find the mailing list, sign up for my catalog and mini magazine that are coming out at the launch. Awesome. And where's that mural again in Augusta? I definitely want to go check it out. Rooted Coffee House. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It's been so fun to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's interview. Don't forget that you can check out previous episodes as well as all the show notes at www.hustlenomicspodcast.com. If you want to support the show, you can head over to iTunes and leave a rating or a review. Each review means so much to me, and it really helps the podcast on the business end. If you want to find another way to support the show, we're also on Patreon. You can find a link to our Patreon on our website. If you have any questions or you have a topic you would like to hear covered on the show, feel free to DM me on Instagram or send me an email. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hustlenomics Podcast. Be sure to visit www.hustlenomicspodcast.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover bonus content. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, just head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. For questions about the podcast or if you want to apply to be a guest, use the contact form found on our website. 
Thank you for listening. And until next time, keep hustling.